Good morning. Good morning. We are back on... I guess we're just going to call this the Horsepower and Pizza Podcast. I thought I came up with something clever last week when I wrote the column, um, Coffee and Chaos. So we we're going to call the podcast that, but some 20-year-old girl already took that, apparently. So Ooh. we are back. We have RJ Kresok, RJK Good Photographs. Morning. He's Good been morning. on one before. Um, Blair has been on the Stance Podcast, and Chance was also on the Stance Podcast. Hello, we exist. Joe has not been on one of these before. Hello. Joe is new to Should Horsepower Pizza. we use Joe's fake name so he doesn't appear on the internet? That's Mo Jast. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Joe jo is our resident. If you think it's a fun or crazy idea, he's the one you call to do it, uh, including towing a, what year was that, Impala? Uh, 67. He, yeah. he bought a 67 Impala that was so rotted, when they attempted to tow it out of the garage, the rear axle fell out. Joe still sold it. It did not fall out. It ripped out. <laughs> it ripped I, out. I still can't believe that guy bought that. I know. <clears throat> it was trailer ready. He was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to roll it up on the trailer. Uh, no. <laughs> if I, did anybody hear the ending story on that? If no. I don't get at least like three or four Craigslist links from Joe during the week, I have to call him to make sure that he's still alive, because I'm expecting like hood rat shit to my phone. Good, I'm glad I'm not Every the only one. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the Please send this stuff in my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quickly tell the ending story to this Impala, and then we're going to get into it. So well, give, well, give us a quick background first. So, found it on Craigslist? No. No, I found it just creeping around. My brother lives near there. It was just in a barn since 1979. Mm-hmm. 78, 79. It's been sitting. <laughs> the guy died. Bought it off the family, and uh, I decided to pull it out. It ripped in half, and it was just a shell pretty much sitting in the alley. I couldn't get anybody to scrap it because it didn't have a title. So then my brother was just one day walking home and some random dude picked it up and took it. And now it's gone. <laughs> great. And you doubled your money. Yep. That's great. All right. Well, um, we're going to get right into it. And I'm going to take the chains off you guys. Last time I said let's keep language to a minimum. but I was so fucking bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I don't give a shit at this point. Um, Good. Taking a page out of the bar school book with that and I'm just gonna get a no fucks given on this so you're warned at this point um but we're gonna get into it the supra was released on monday by toyota in detroit this is what the article consisted of last week and um blair has been itching to argue with anybody that will listen Bailey has forbidden me from talking about it because he's worried I will let all of my anger and passion out early. So here we are. So we're recording now, and uh, Blair can say whatever he wants. So who wants to open this up? I really need to fight the urge to just nitpick and say all of the things I know is going to trigger you, but we're going to... No, that's what this is... I'll filter that in. I'll I'll let you get on your soapbox. That's what this is for. Blair, start it off. Okay, man. Big things, 2020 Supra specifications, wheelbase 97 inches, overall length's 172. So the wheelbase is about an inch and a half shorter than an FRS. The vehicle itself is four inches shorter. It's four inches shorter. I, the FRS is 97.1. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was less than that. But anyway, <clears throat> longer than the FRS, but a shorter wheelbase. It's supposed to have the, uh, where's the actual spec? It won't tell me. For what power? Yeah, horsepower, like 320. It's 335. It's, 335 and 360. 365 torque. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's a B58. Yeah. It's a BMW motor out of the 340, 440, M240i, whatever you want to call it. 
they used to be the 235, 335, 435, but um, if you haven't already seen that, I did a video comparing nice. the N55 and the B58 last weekend, but... Um, no, if you're pulling shit up on your laptop, no, I want to no, see no. it. No, 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 we're going through that. Listen, All so right. what I wanted to do was I wanted to look here and see what Toyota released. So first off, the first pictures they show, of course, are the FT1 concept photos, which... Beautiful. I mean, can yeah. we can we Beautiful. dig into... Beautiful. Yeah. Right, can we dig into that first? Because I think, obviously, we know that every production, or, you know, pre-production vehicle is not going to look exactly like the production vehicle. That's a given. But... I think the amount in which it changed, they snubbed it up more. They raised it up. I mean, obviously, it's a production car, but they raised it up more. It doesn't look as wide. It doesn't have the presence that I was expecting it to have. I mean, but that's always been true of concept to real vehicle. They always go nuts with the concepts. They don't have to worry about production values or is it possible for somebody in an assembly line to put this bumper on in less than an hour. Yeah. All of that eventually comes into factor. The only car I know of that really stayed as close to the concept is the i8. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Not much else sticks to a concept like that car did. For mostly, I believe, production reasons. But I, I don't think the Supra looks bad. I'm not saying it's gorgeous. I'm not saying it's going to be like a childhood poster car that you get one in for your bedroom. I don't think it's ever been that kind of car in terms of beauty. Can I say something? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I think that's the way we're headed, though. Like, our childhood cars, the Mark IV Supra was a poster car, I think. The F40, there's an F50 poster sitting across the room from me. But, like, cars like that were the poster cars of our our generation, mm -hmm. being 90s kids. I think that this very well could be a poster car for this new generation. Because if you look at the way cars are going and the way things look, like, Porsche's coming out with the Taycan, the, they're all electric, it kind of looks like a Model 3 crossover with porsche from tesla i think it's if very you ask pretty. me it's a beautiful it's, car it's i love it but i feel like everything's going to take that more futuristic shape futuristic look i think well, I'll, poster I'll... cars are born i it's for they have to have the impact that's the thing like the, the what has had impact in the last five years uh chiron for sure that's, that's yeah. all, if you want to get five years, artists, the, yeah. hybrid, the hybrid trio is within the yep, last Yeah, those are poster years. cars. This new Supra, like the old Supra had, the, it's it's probably, it's the most venerable old school, like the 90s JDM car ever built. Between that, the 34 Skyline, <clears throat> the FD, the NSX, like their impact was staggering because what they did to the car world, it, it would throw it through it on end. I don't think a Supra can do that. I don't this think... is throwing everybody on end though because everybody's pissed off that it's a BMW Supra. I mean, like... I. It's there's there's two sides to that. Like it's BMW. It's like well, it's not Toyota didn't make it. It's not doesn't have uh, the stir and the the specialness that the Supra had because the original Supra was this crazy thing that no one had. It. Like there was no way really to compare. There's nothing comparing against because it was its only thing. That's just it's a Z4. It's a it's well, a 435. Hold on, but at the same token, it's like well, we got a new Supra. We did better than nothing, right? You'd think that. Uh, I I think the the car's impact. Like I said, it was going to be measured in it. All right, okay. If it it, it has to, basically it has to be phenomenal, and, and the aftermarket has to take hold of the whole car, and to the point where it's it surpasses anything in its class, which I don't think will. I've already heard rumors of a Liberty Walk kit. I haven't I mean, seen we, it. We, we knew but, it. Well, Liberty and, Walk is everything you knew. Yeah, it I know, be. but you know that's going to be gorgeous. I mean, I, that it's going to be expensive, but okay. it's going to be gorgeous. Drywall I just... screws and fender flares. <laughs> <laughs> Drywall screws. No, I I feel like. The problem that 
The Supra, when it came out, was designed... The original Supra. I'm talking, like, Mark One Supra. Celica Supra. Supra. Was not necessarily about being insanely fast. It really wasn't that much of a driver's car. It was a little heavy, but that's the thing. It was... Almost in the same line as like the Nissan 300ZX kind of line. It's supposed no, to be the, supposed, hold on, my turn. It's supposed <laughs> to be more like a Grand Tour. Blair has That's how Supers stick. came from. That's what they were supposed to be. The only reason no, the no, Mark no, IV no, no, Supra. No, Let Blair finish. The only reason the Mark IV Supra took off like it did is because of the 2JZ engine. The Mark IV Supra, nobody got in it and said, man, I love how race feel it has. No, it had a bonkers engine that could take insane amounts of horsepower before braking. And it was reliable. And it was a true, honestly, it was a grand tour more than anything else. You couldn't get a super without leather. Uh, so Mark IV is, I mean, still along the lines of a grand tour. Like it in its no, stock it's like form, Mark IV is a grand tour. If you go tour. between that and the, so, what is two, it, the so SC400, right? Is the, uh, that's essentially was the ethos for the SC400 yeah. was here is a also reliable. An SC, also an SC300 as well. Right. So, well, that's what I mean. What the SC300 is. Here is a comfy, luxurious two-door touring vehicle, and the Toyota version was just the backup step from that in terms of I don't want to say quality because I mean it's still Toyota product, very quality. Well, but the Supra I and think the in luxury. SC and the Soar, SC slash Soar, if you're in Japan, yeah. or Europe, it was the same car essentially, only <clears> was heavier, uh, it's more luxurious, like RJ's saying. But driver's car to what the what the Supra became, there was a split. It was a Celica Supra after the Mark II Celica Supra came out. There was a split. The Celica brand went its own way, and the Supra brand went its own way. The Mark III Supra, in every country but America, came with a 1JZ in it, which you could come with, which came with turbos if you ordered it like that, and it was a pretty fast car. Yeah. But I'm now, not hold saying... On. And this, and this, so, and then, this is late 80s, alright? So this is the Z31 300ZX. Uh, this was, uh, what the hell, um... You're looking for an SC300 chassis code? No, uh, I'm thinking about the uh, the Is original Galant VR4. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the yeah. uh, there's a car I'm forgetting right now that's important to this. Uh, FCRX7. Uh, all right, and then the 90s hit, and then you had the Mark IV Super was released, the 300ZX twin turbo was released, the 3000 GT was released, and it and it it, it turned into or developed because of the original Mark III original I say Mark III Super turned into this fast. If not, it's not super fast car to compete with other brand. The Mark IV Supra, at least from its Japanese roots, was a highway car. A car was yeah. built to go really fast. Period. It was the E sixty three mantra of sit in a hundred and not worry about any gas. And this is why a big complaint uh, a lot with the new Mark V is the Mark IV Supra's interior is the cockpit style. Everything points straight at you. It, it's, it, it is designed for the driver and not the passenger at all. Mm-hmm. The Mark IV, the Mark V Super has like this weird. It's kind of like that because you can get one side in red, the other side in black, and it's like it's this a weird. BMW interior. Yeah, yeah but yes. like, and a lot of people don't like like the cockpit thing was like that was a big deal in the Mark IV because it was about the driver. It's about like you're gonna you're gonna pilot this missile, right. pretty much. Um, so I mean, then did the Mark V Supra step away in terms of ethos from? the Mark IV because of the fact that it is now a smaller, more compact, back road carving, track day S sort of vehicle instead I of the that. I'm not gonna say it's like Miata like why don't we say like track day back I'm not saying like a Miata. Not a highway car anymore. No, no, no. It's it, not it's, it's not a top speed car. I, yes, it's but not a is top that speed a car. bad thing. No, no it's not. It's, it's, but that's the but problem. I think a lot of people are looking for Everybody the, wanted a twenty twenty Mark IV Supra. Absolutely. That's what everybody wanted. Like, oh, just make it new. But it's the, not that simple. The argument that I have with that is I have seen so many people online in the past five days saying, 
oh, well, it should have come with a 2JZ. That wouldn't a, pass emissions. A, a 2JZ is a 25-year-old platform. Well, here's a, it, is a, it is a great platform. Do not get me wrong. They're great. Swappable. So, yeah, the new Corvette should have come with a carb well, 350. Yes, yeah, like, like, it, it's a 25-year-old motor. The, yeah, the, the 2JZ is also an anomaly for two for three reasons. Well, the reason three reasons why it's not in there. One, you could never ever make that motor again. Not because of emissions or anything like that. The motor was completely overproduced. It was a from the factory with forged internals. The cost to develop that motor was absolutely insane. And then because of that, Toyota put in everything they sold. The 2JZ was used for almost every car you could buy. That Toyota or Lexus in America. It's the only way it made financial sense. Exactly. Well, that's why they could, Toyota does not today mm -hmm. produce a motor besides the V8s and like the LC500 that would be comparable to put into a car like that. And they don't want to use a V8 anyway because turbochargers, that's the whole thing. And V8s well, also big and heavy. Now, hold on. Okay. And so they don't, They what are they going to put in it? They can't put a four cylinder in it. I don't, does they make, does Toyota make a four cylinder turbo right now? No. No, they don't. So they, all right, so we either we got to build a new motor. The LC500 chassis is way too expensive to take over to try and put them in. I know that was already even, even though I would have loved absolutely, to but the, have seen call, it the cost of the car would have been astronomical. Oh yeah, it would have been a seventy thousand dollars. So it made car. more sense to get the motor from somewhere else. And but, but anyway, back to the two, and they were, and the only way they could do, they could define the their validate the cost of producing a new engine was if they could put in everything else. And what else so are you do you think put because of all of this, it's guaranteed to fail, and not in the sense it's like it's a loss of anything. It's just it's not going to live up to the hype. Of what four was absolutely so you're not. never going to. I don't think anyone. it's possible. Uh, no, I don't, I, I, I don't so, think. Do you think so? I don't think it'll go down. But you know what? That's also that's let a, Joe talk because Joe hasn't said shit no, no, the whole time so like, far. Is this like you make the McLaren F1 and then you come up with other things and people are just like, ah, oh, cool. It's not. You, you create so that, you create you, that initial hype. Yeah. No, How I'm do you live up to that again? You, you, I mean, then well, are you trying to? So then here we, you know, same thing. Is this a Mark Four? Were they going for Mark Four Super Plus? Or just using well, that's the what I'm old... Trying to say. I think they're trying to branch out and not be the four again. Right. I don't, but I don't think they can make the four again. That's, I don't that's think they should have. Um, well, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't have, but the problem is the market's not there for it. The people would buy it because the cost would be at just too much. Be they wouldn't be able to sell it. because and, and that's the thing. If they have to be able to use it across multiple platforms, because especially in modern cars, every you use the same shit in every other car. Cars share motors. They share parts. They share suspension. So that way you can... It keeps the cost of production down. If yeah. you have a car that uses a car, that specific car only parts and does not share cars across other uh, cars in your lines, mm -hmm. like, it's the cost of the car. And that's... It's going to get insanely higher. And that, that's part of why supercars are so expensive is mm -hmm. because they can't mass produce parts for everything for multiple cars. They produce one part for one car and that's it. If, there, if the super existed in other chassis or parts that were transferable, okay, fine, that would make more sense. But with that car, it, it's the only thing. And that's why the only way they could keep the cost down was to like if they went to BMW and they offered the share. <clears> now, was anybody this. upset that they used BMW to partner with them? No. Or, or would There's you know, not a whole lot of other options. I'm a little biased, but absolutely not. I, don't I love BMW and I love Toyota. Okay, so yeah, what alternative brand do you no, think? That's, that's what I was going to say. Oh, no, I'm saying I would have loved to have seen them do this. I mean, expensive as it would be, but on their own. On their own. Here's they the have thing. the LC platform. They, they have, have that. They could have downsized. You can get all sorts of metal, but without an engine, you're not going. Here's anywhere. my thing with the collaboration with BMW. If partnership collaboration, I don't know what you want to say. It's a collab. It's a collab. I think it's great that they did it because, and Blair can speak to this as well. They did it a few years ago with the FRS BRZ. With it was 
Toyota Scion and Subaru, that car sold successfully. I know we're talking a completely different platform, completely different price range, but that car did very well, and they could... I'm going to hit two points okay. about, about the FRS BRZ Seeing thing. as you one, are an FRS BRZ owner. I'm one of those idiots. <laughs> I was one of those idiots. Um, it's a great car, and I love it. I love the fact that, like, again, that they threw it back to the 90s. They're like, look, we want a cheap rear-wheel drive car. We don't really care about... I don't want to say creature comforts because no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not a driver's car. car. Yeah, it's a driver's car to compete with the likes of, and I know they're not the same, but like compete with the likes of Miata, something inexpensive and fun. Right. And I think that the FRS hit that on the nose. But again, both Toyota and Subaru had either the purchasing base, which Toyota at the time was doing it through their Scion brand or like youth initiative brand. So I feel like they knew they had the purchase base, you know, Subaru with the WRX, Toyota with the Scion brand. To be in the position to make something like that. To fill a niche that wasn't there. And part of the thing I don't like about the new Super is that I don't feel like it's particularly filling a niche. There's not a need for anything else like that right now. And I love the Super. Don't get me wrong. It's on my list. As soon as Rourke Automotive gets one, I'm taking a look at it. But I don't think it's filling a niche that isn't there. But I think BMW was good to partner with. Partially because they're one of the few manufacturers that still manu or, uh, manufactures inline engines with longitudinal mount so it drives the rear wheels. Most modern companies, even on their all-wheel drive platforms, are using transverse mount engines. So BMW had the architecture there. No Toyota that is on a unibody frame that is not a pickup truck, not, I'm not counting Lexus for this, has an inline engine with rear-wheel drive. Or an engine, you know, a longitudinal mount engine. So I think BMW is great for this, and BMW has the know-how. BMW's bragged for ages about their 50-50 weight distribution. The M car is always being supremely balanced and excellent to drive, especially in that like E36, E46 generation. And I feel like they wanted to keep that going. So BMW, I think, was a great move for them. So there was not much else place for them to go in terms yeah. of. Rear-wheel drive architecture that's uh, I, I openly available. earlier about Lexus and Toyota not producing. Uh, they've actually produced a, you can IS 2-liter turbocharged. Rear-wheel drive, yeah. Or, or the, uh, like, an RC, or like an IS or RC 350 V6. Um, it also rear-wheel drive. Oh, I'm so happy they didn't go with that V6. Um, that is the most lackluster, bland V6. Let me, <laughs> like let me speak back to my point about <laughs> not true, people arguing... <laughs> People arguing about like they should have done a two JZ or like a different refreshed word. version of that. BMW, like Blair said, is one of, if not the only, manufacturer producing the inline motor, turbo motor, longitudinal. Is that a word? Longitudinal. Longitudinal. Okay, I did the Pittsburgh drop the syllable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a three liter, it's a turbocharged engine. It is the closest thing to the closest, a 2J. The closest, the, the modern, closest available modern available option. Yeah. And if anybody's disagreeing with this, I dare you to go drive a 335 or a 340 or 440, anything with a 35 or 40 engine designation from BMW and okay. It's not a good motor. They're fantastic. Smooth, quick, they're comfortable. They kind of sound like ass. They don't sound like ass. Oh, Who even you told me that my car sounded good and it has stock <laughs> exhaust. Are we friends? I mean, BMW straight six, I don't friends? think sound that good. Okay, uh, a straight piped E. Like, it's it's is not it? a camed LS, but no, no, it's okay. no, no, no. I'm thinking okay. <laughs> a straight piped S fifty two sounds like fucking trash. Yeah, but yeah, 
If you decat, thank a God I didn't buy I, that. <laughs> if you decat a four thirty-five, I they sound wicked. Right. Um, they pop. We're working lot. on they it, pop, by the way. They pop like motherfuckers. Um, the I lost my fucking <laughs> Spencer posted uh, that video the other day. Did you see? Yesterday, yeah. he posted a throwback to the, you know, the uh, 235. Yeah, it's wild. It's the, uh, so wild. Uh, the, only, the one thing I... like It's $50,000 price range for the inline six. I feel like BMW literally are competing in their own market by doing this with Toyota, which is kind of weird. I'm sure they're getting... Obviously, they're getting money from Toyota. The for people it. who want to buy a Z4 aren't going to buy a Supra. Can I be honest I with don't, you? Well, here's the thing. Well, the okay, but no, but no, okay. It's, the, the it's still a Z4. They had originally rumored it as the Z5, but it's still the Z4. A Z4... Is or a, a, the new Supra is in the same too. market as an M2, uh, M3. I'm gonna say it's almost an M3 M4 I market. Re- I really don't think it is because Z4s are just a, who wants a convertible. You know what I mean? That it's, RJ it's, wants a convertible. It's, it's, I likes convertibles. It's the, I want a fancy Miata. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, but so, the thing is here, the people that want the Z4 M coupe or the Z4 coupe with the yeah. no drop top, this new Z4. As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, they're convertible only. They're I don't think Toyota's going to yeah. steal their market. I but know, no, but, no, but I'm oh, saying no, listen the, to the me. point of where I'm trying, where, you're, where you're trying to buy at this price level. Yeah. Uh, is RC350 starts at $41,000 and has a back seat and has more power. You The V6 okay. has more power than the turbo supermotor? Really? It is... Starts at three... Let me make sure I have all my ducks in here. Park. It won't beat it in torque, no, but it has, uh, so the base is 241. I'm trying to see if I can get numbers here, but go ahead and say what so, you're saying. Uh, and so, like, an, an M2, which is an excellent car, uh, I like the M2 a lot, Mar- which is going to be faster and probably outperform the new Supra. Well, I mean, it makes 40 more horsepower than the new Supra. Um, so you're down, by the way, the RC, the F-Sport is 311 horsepower out of an NA V6. Yeah. Um, no, the torque's like 280 though, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you're just looking at Great. horsepower, to all right. Now, all right, IS, or I'm sorry. Now, here's another one. This is more dark horse ish. Wow, Q6, car. Q, Q60s, Red Sport, Square CVT. Enough said. CVT. It's not a CVT. It's not, it's not a CVT. Six speed. It is not a CVT. It's actually seven speed DCT. Oh, sorry, but um, no, you're full of shit. They're amazing though. They are really good cars. They're, so, and they're, they're very and they're solid. The only thing that's and, but we're going to go back to engines that sound like garbage for 500, Alex. <laughs> it, well, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a VR third. We already got this motor before. Um, the Wookiee. Uh, uh, what's, what's it, how much does it uh, C43 cost, AMG? What's, what's the Googling it right now? Oh, that's way too much. But I, well, mean, I mean, but like... It's, C43 coupe, you mean? Yeah. yeah. $54,395. So, so oh, we're, we're in that price. Yeah, so it is in that price point. So, and it's all-wheel drive, so you can daily it. And that's you remember, $50,000 is the base price option of an inline-six turbo Supra. You can get the painted mirrors yeah, for this. an extra ten grand. The car costs $40,094, right? In what, the, the Supra? Yeah, the it's it's forty nine ninety nine base. With right, the right. Now, what I'm saying, today's money up about $70,000. Blair, Blair oh, did this, hey. Do you think they should have spent a little more to get you a little more? No, okay. Because it would have been too expensive. You gotta remember the, the market that you're competing in. If it was a $60,000 car, M4, M3 territory. Like, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's what the that's what the, the uh, three was. Oh, you're the saying three corrected. was an expensive like like for correction. The oh, three yeah. was like the ex- more expensive car in the day. It was forty thousand dollars. Three? You mean the Mark Four? Four, sorry. Yeah. Okay, listen. The I five is comparatively cheaper. Okay, Blair, Blair posted this the other day. I talked this about this on point. my Instagram the other day. This is a nineteen ninety. Sorry, it flipped. Five. Nineteen ninety five Toyota Supra MSRP fifty two thousand five hundred twenty four dollars. Okay. 
Adjusted for inflation in today's dollars to January 18 is $86,619. So if they so went on the LC platform, it would have been... But nobody would have bought it. Nobody would have bought it. It'd been too and expensive. Chance is right. Price brackets are a thing. For example, an FRS BRZ $24,995 base price. You're getting that for twenty five grand. If you want anything above 300 horsepower, you're basically going to get into the 30-35 market with the STI, WRX kind of turbocharged territory. If you want if you want to stay real Stop, drive, let me finish. If you're going to step into like a 428, you're looking at $40,000. Super Smack's right where it should be in that above class market because it's not on the same level as a WRX or an Evo to me. It's, it's different than those two things. It's higher. And it's higher, and it, but it's... And it's it literally almost is comparable to a 440. Mm -hmm. It's if, or like I'll I'll say it and this might piss people off, but like an M2, you're looking at the same kind of small, snotty, fast car. That that's what that market was designed to be. That's kind of where the old Supra wanted to be too. In the upper class market, a little more power. Not to discredit our generation, but like or like you know, try to keep kids out of it. I'm not saying that's what they're trying to yeah. do, but it's for a more reserved adult buyer. You don't buy a Supra as your only car. Kind of what the RCF was trying to do. Correct. You don't Which buy a Supra as your only car. sold tremendously, by the way. Everyone bought RCFs. What are they? Do they still make them? Like, I don't think I anybody really like them. They have. Oh, I, I like that it. That one. That engine sounds wild. But, one that oh, was amazing. in. Um, and it looks wicked. Like, you see that in your rear view mirror. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's yeah. awesome. The but, one that was in knows? Ocean City. Shuttlesworth 416 or whatever. That oh, the, gra uh, the brown wide body. body. Yeah. Oh, the RC. Yeah. Hey, if you ever see that in HD video, I'm behind him. <laughs> that car put me in my feelings. I wanted to trade the four in on that for the longest time. Yeah, they're just it's very I don't know. That car to me is weird. Okay, let's let's really shake shit up a little bit here. I know Blair has said this, and I quote, if you're going to get an automatic transmission car, you want it to be the ZF eight. I own a car with a ZF eight in it with my four thirty five, but at this point, there doesn't seem to be, and maybe they'll facelift it or do an update where they will offer a manual transmission, but at this point, the ZF8 seems to be what they're going with. So, does BMW, the easiest way to do it is, does BMW offer that motor made it to a manual transmission? Yes. Yes. In the newest generation, yeah, in, in the, the 440. generation, four forty rear wheel drive, three forty rear wheel drive, both for this generation. What about the refresh? MT, post facelift. Yes. Okay, so then there okay. may be a possibility. The frequency of finding one of those in Pennsylvania is slim to none. That's why I ended up with a ZF8. Ninety nine point nine six percent of BMWs, like in PA, come basically equipped with cold weather package and all wheel drive. Almost every single <clears> one. <throat> Because that's what sells. Yeah. There are not a lot of people out there like us. Like, no, I want a rear wheel drive 335. You can order one and it'll come in six to eight weeks. But they're not sitting on the lot. But they're not sitting on the lot. You got to order one or travel south and drive it home. And granted, I did travel south and drive it home. But I also bought mine used. And uh, I don't know. I found a car. Needed to have a fun car again. Needed is probably not the correct term there mm -hmm. but um wanted to have another fun car and uh made that rash decision but i don't know i i feel like that's gonna deter a lot of people though too like people are gonna want that 6 mt mm -hmm. and the option just Does not the there come with a manual transmission no. no older ones 
Older no, one. No, 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 we're no, talking the new one. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Ba- not the one based on the A90. So, Road and Track, they wrote an article, article back in September. Um, and they talked with... Let me make sure I get his full name right. Um, he is the assistant chief engineer on the Super Project. His name is Masayuki Kai. Um, and he said, and I quote, It purely depends on the reaction of the market. And this is in reference to the six-speed. If, for example, U.S. customers are demanding strongly that Super needs to be a manual transmission car, then we will plan it. Technically, it's quite possible, of course. The problem is, do we invest money into into it to make it happen? Because there are other options we could put the same money into. It just depends on the market feedback. I read somewhere, uh, I don't know the true validity of the statement, that the manual Super will not be sold in the United States. It will be sold in Europe and Japan, but the option will not be available in the United States. They're, they're not selling the four-cylinder in the States either. I did see that. Well, you're, cut into, you're cut into FRS, BRZ. You can get... The, a, the, 20 grand is not cutting in. Hold, well, the, the lowest horsepower <laughs> option available, or the lowest four-cylinder horsepower option available for the new Super, which will not be available in the United States, is 197 horsepower. Out of it's a, for those unfamiliar, it's the BMW 320 engine, the N20 or B20 now yeah, B20. that you can get in the United States. Yes, it is turbo. Right, hold on, I'm just saying, my ex had a car with that, with a six-speed manual in it, rear-wheel drive, and it was slow. It was openly slow. It was not even like, oh, this is okay, I can get by. It was slow. But the reason, for those not that familiar, they offer those lower displacements in Japan and foreign markets like Europe is because of like European end cap ratings and Japanese like they're I don't even know what it's called the tax Japanese ratings. Yeah, yeah tax, tax ratings, road tax are all based on the engine and horsepower displacement of your vehicle. And fuel consumption. So, yeah, so owning a three liter Supra in Japan will probably cost you thirty percent more in yearly taxes than owning a four cylinder two liter. The price of gas is also So that makes sense for that market. This is also America. We don't really have this problem. Burr. Well, the, like the cost of fuel, which in we Europe should, because then I can drive significantly higher than it is. I think it was like ten. Okay, let let's get back to the transmission argument, though. RJ brought the article up where they're saying if the demand in North America is there, they will consider it. This it happened. Gonna, this happened with BMW ten years ago. For which vehicle? The E60 M5 in 2006 came out with the SMG3 transmission. Which is horrible. Right? Which, yes, I mean, it is, but <laughs> if you look at all of the cars that were imported, they, most of them are SMG. Mm-hmm. All of 2006 is SMG. The North American market is the only market that got the six-speed manual in, in that four, car. In the four-door. Because the M6s you could get manuals, right? I, I would assume so. Not, Google that manual. for me. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yes, but I mean, yes, but... Was it a first year thing? I don't yes. know what year they came out. Was the that M6 o- also released a year and a half after? That's the why. E65 That's series. why you could get that in a six speed because uh, the E60 okay. only so came in SMG, and everybody speed. in North America bitched that they wanted the six speed transmission. Well, so BMW was like, let's "Okay, clear, fine." Let's yeah. be clear that that was also the initial SMG2, and if you know, the BMWs had SMG1, which was the automated single clutch automatic gearbox. Auto, sounds fantastic. Even, it, it's a single. It sounds clutch. good. It actually, it's a single clutch out of the E46 M3s that had automatic. That, the, that was the SMG2. The that SMG3 was in. That the, was SMG1. What was SMG? SMG SMG one was we never got an SMG one. I'm almost positive that was in the E36s. RJ Google that. Uh, SMG two was E46, which we got. And SMG three DCT. SMG three 
is the E60, E63, the V10 oh, okay. transmission, SM, SMG, and now it's a dual clutch. Right, SMG2 was in the 46 F Okay, so I'm, I'm mistaken then. No, so I'm, then the I'm 36 just wanted to make sure we were clear there, because I didn't... I could have been wrong. But, but that is, I mean, that's a great example of the manufacturer listening to the, what the people customer wanted. base. Give the people what they want. Exactly. So, I mean, you start looking at Porsche as well. 991.1, everybody flipped out. The GT3 does not have a manual transmission. 991.2, they said, well, enough people complained. Give the people what they want. So, now you have two companies that are enthusiast-based that are listening to their customers about the transmission choices in the vehicle. So I think that this is a very telling sign for BMW slash Toyota for if they decide to look at it, listen to market, and everybody complains enough they want a manual, are they actually listening to the enthusiasts or are they listening to the accountants? I have to chime in here with the, the no, I'm not trying to like discredit our younger generation. The generation that is complaining about not getting a six-speed is extremely unlikely to go buy a Supra. That, the people that are complaining that about this, anything right, with so this car are extremely... No. And the other thing I think about is Toyota doesn't care. Like, as much as I don't... Like, I wish they cared. I'd love to have a six-speed Supra. They don't give a shit about that. For the reason that that is not their cream and butter. Like, that is not their bread and butter. Cream of the crop. That's not what they sell. They're selling Toyota CNE minivans... Camrys and Corollas and Tundras and Tacomas, they will make exuberant amounts more money over not caring about if we want a six-speed in a Supra because they have all these other cars. The production cost to put a six-speed in a Supra, and I guess that would partially fall on BMW as well, but the architecture is there. We know the yeah. transmission mounts are there, and they make a trans that bolts up. One, the licensing cost to use the manual transmission, which will be in foreign markets, but to use the license to be able to sell in America is probably expensive. And if people were to do that, I promise the take rate will be so low that it will not matter. Again, the people that want a six-speed in a Supra are probably not buying a Supra. So, and Toyota, what that makes again, it, like I'm curious with that, just because you're thinking, okay, if we go back to nostalgia, they're using the same badge, right? They're trying to appeal to the market that was just young enough to miss that. It was thing. their poster car. Right. But they were just young enough to miss that, and they didn't have enough money then. And now Supras are way out of price and they can't, you know, they can't really even buy one because a clean Super example is going to be fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. So now you look at it, will those people want to purchase a manual transmission to harken back to that? Or do they just care because now they can put their hands on their hips and say, I own a Supra. And you can basically, you know, have people. I, being one of those kids that's wanted a Supra since I was like eight or nine years old, the new Supra does not light the same fire under my ass the way the old one did. Yeah. So it doesn't live up to what... Well, it does, no, it certainly the, does... That, back to that thing I said at the beginning about impact, it hasn't made an impact yet. The Mark and nobody's suits. driven this car. No. Let's be honest, That's there hasn't true. been documented... It's okay. been driven. Right. Well, that's not yeah, my point. It's not, not in every. It's in Car and Driver this month, I believe. But that's kind of like the release notes. It, Nobody's you, there's done, no like, YouTube reviews on this not car. Not even like that. There's just no like. Listen, I'm, guys. Shmi hasn't driven one yet, so we definitely <laughs> don't know how good it is. But when he drives one, we will know. And his voice will still be annoying. Oh man. We can hear it when he records it live across the pond. <sighs> um, I just don't. <sighs> also, here's another thing too. The Mark IV Supra, I believe, was. Partially only as good as it was because of how the car was literally grabbed by the aftermarket and completely changed. And a stock Supra is not special when it's very stock. lackluster. It is not. Three hundred twenty horsepower, like 
They didn't it's, even make that much out of the box. They had the gentleman's agreement that said they made 286. A lot of them were wheeled at 310. So it's not like they but, were... But my, what I'm getting at with that is the Supra, like, a, a, a part of the Mark IV's absolute success and its legacy and everyone's love for the car is because the aftermarket went hit that car so hard that it, and it, it turned into... It, it became yeah. monsters. And they looked wild. The Mark V Supra, the same shit has to happen to it. Like, honestly, that's probably happened to the FRS. Oh, if, absolutely. If the aftermarket... can happen. We're not in that golden age where you can just... I disagree because look at the FRS. The FRS aftermarket support right now is literally staggering. It is through the roof. There's the at amount least of... fifty front bumpers you can put on that car. There, I, don't know, I agree, but our front, oh, front bumpers what made the Supra Give me a pen. famous. What? No, but no, but my modifications are what made the car famous. I'm just saying. I think no. Was, was, what made the more, car famous were... was Fast and Furious. I'm thinking there was more. Yeah, there, there was more meat on the bone in the four mm-hmm. to just be able to go out and do shit with it right out of the box. I mean, if, like, if you, whenever, if you're in a normal car and you see a Supra on the road, like, that car's probably fast as shit. I there's, no way, there's no way, there's no way I can touch this. Because it's all, it's going to be modified. You don't see stock Supras, all right? And the new Supra needs to be able to get, the, not, not necessarily, ha- but to create that point where it's up, like, if you see one on the highway, you're just, you're immediately assuming it's already fast. That's what it has to get to. It just needs to be lowered Because you know, on welds. Drag slicks. Yeah, well, no, that was my favorite know, meme you sent me all week. You know, stock one. Supra, like stock Mark Fours, aren't they're they're quick. They're a fast car, but if you see one, you instantly assume that car's fast because of what the, the history of that car. Like, the new one has to do. The new Supra has to do the same thing. You have to That's as soon as you see one, you have to assume that car is fast because someone bought it and it already changed. Well, I don't it. think anyone's doing that right now. I know that. I agree with you. That's what has. That's the legacy it has to create for itself. To follow in the footsteps of the original Supra, that is what needs to happen. You have to assume the car. Just the second you see it in a parking lot on a highway, when you see the front end, that car's a rocket ship. I think it'll be a good car. I just think it's going to turn the brand a different direction. I the agree. name, you mean? I yeah. I I agree with that. Oh, it's name. going to be okay. a positive thing, but it's just not going to be your. It's not I agree. Going to no, be, I agree. Yeah. That's what, what I'm saying. Two step is eight hundred horsepower down the track. I agree. That's what I'm saying is if it, if it was going to follow in the footsteps of the Mark IV, that's what have to happen. I don't think it will. That's what, and if it did, that's what, I mean. that's no what we have to do. No to do. If it makes but the rat noise, it's the rod bearings going. I also, like, I have to chime in on the fact that, you know, I don't want to be like, uh, let's all have whole hands and everything. But, like, they did build a Supra. They put the name out there. It Toyota, has the retro badge on it. That's my favorite not part. Even that. They actually did slightly restyle it. Chevy built the Blazer. We yeah. should all be happy. It right. looks like a Urus. Look, we can sit here and complain that about it. an insult to like <laughs> about how the super is not going to live up to what we want it to be. And I'm sort of okay with that for the fact that they didn't have to do this at all. They could have not teased us with an FT1. They could have not built a production model. They couldn't have done any of this. And guess what? None of Toyota's employees or its shareholders would have lost a single minute of sleep. But they bucked up and did well, it. Well, but they, they only would have done it if they were going to make money on it. They would never do it to lose money. I, I, the only exception to this rule is the LFA. Let's not jump down this can of worms. Oh, man. Because guess but, what's but, Blair's favorite car? But, but, my, but they would never have produced the car if they didn't think they'd make money on it. I agree. Period. But I'm saying at least they did it. They could have not. Like, they there could have been every reason. And they don't necessarily know if they'll make money. Obviously, they but will. But they did the marketing research. Uh, and, the, and, the, and they decided, like, okay, we think if but we I still produce believe... this car, we can sell it and make enough money to pay for the fact. Here's the other it. problem. Every person I know that wants to buy a new Supra is younger, and it's not like we couldn't afford it, but we know it's not brilliant to buy new off the lot in the first year. Plus, never buy the first gen anything because it's likely to break and have its growing pains. Buy a second gen anything. 
The problem I see is all of the people that want it so bad, myself and Bailey included, are going to wait a year or two. Wait for them to hit the certified pre-owned market, which will extend the warranty by two years and 20,000 miles, which you may not think matters, but if your motor throws a rod, it really, really matters. And all of us are not going to be buying them up front. They're going to be poor sales numbers in the first year, I believe, solely for the fact that the people that truly want them will probably wait. I don't know if I agree with that. And uh, also, this is exactly... also, this is not a lease car either. No. I don't think it's going to be financially intelligent to lease one of these vehicles. For example, I, I lease, disagree. I leasing, leasing, a BM, is... leasing a BMW 440 is a financially intelligent decision. It's but the same car. You're it's busy. not going to be the same. It's not going to be finance, the same. It's not background. the same person. You're not cross shopping a 440 and a Supra. I firmly believe you are not. You may be cross shopping an M4 and a Supra because you're weird, but I don't think people will be. The people that are going to go. Reason, the people that are going to go lease a 440 are not domains. the people that are going to lease a Supra. Yeah. Okay. I see They'll be looking at a 440. You're like a C300 and an A4 if you, right, so if you have the money, let's say you have the money to go buy a new Supra, which some people will because they're going to buy them. It's going to happen. So I have fifty. Th- I, I have the ability to finance myself fifty thousand ish dollars for I could get a new Supra. I go look at a used N three M four. I could get a new M two. I could get uh, a Q uh, Q four hundred or whatever it's Q sixty S four hundred Red Sport. Uh, a, a fucking yeah, they gotta work on C forty three. Okay, <laughs> so at fifty thousand dollars though, if somebody if somebody in that market would buy a car like that, it's gonna spend that kind of money. They're gonna keep it for long term. That's so what, that, that's that's, is this going to take the same problem the Civic Type R did, where there's going to be one per dealer and it's going to have massive no charges? I got it. No, I actually I'm going to bet it initially there will be. Like, have they, well, just, the have they described pre-sale conditions? Are you allowed to buy one now? What, no, think you think can put like Focus RS. Would you? Would, yeah, <laughs> um, no, that's the thing. The Focus R when initially it was released, Focus RSs were upcharged up upwards of ten thousand dollars. Same with Civic Type R. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know how Ford immediately turned into Porsche for a little bit because it was like anything GT350. that they came out. Hey, man, supply like, and demand. We want Raptor, GT350, Focus RS. We want $15,000 over sticker. You're a Ford. Uh, nah. Hellcats Hell, Hell, <laughs> and Demons did the same thing. Initial demand for the Supra, I guarantee you it'll be higher than sticker. I, wanna, I just don't want to say what I said earlier. I understand like cross-shopping lease cars is like that. In the, my humble opinion... A, a, a Toyota Supra, an A90 brand new Supra, is not your only car. No. You can go buy a 440 and have it be your only car. But you, I don't think many people are going to be buying a new Supra as their only car. As their daily driver, 24... Especially not not anyone around yeah. here. Especially two in yeah. four seat. Huh? Two. Two. No, two. Never two seats. Never seats. Wow. And that's the other thing. That's what I'm saying. You can buy a 440 and you don't feel bad driving it every day. I'm saying if you bought a Supra and drive it every day, kudos to you, man. That's my dream. But I'm saying that a lot of people are not going to do that. If you buy a 440, it's going to be... A well, you're gonna have I, feel, I feel like it's still apples and oranges, though, because the 440, you can get X-Drive. You can get cold weather packages. But like, I still no, think they're cross-shoppable. No, sense, I, I agree with you, but... Upscale $50,000 coupe. Again, I, I'm I agree with the that. Super's more the, of a GT car. Yes, it's not the, a BRZ. Let's no. be clear, it's not an FRS. This is not your FRS, kids. But I do want to throw the the wild card theory I have now that Toyota has you know their foot in the door with BMW. I'm calling it the next generation FRS is going to have a BMW engine if they make one. They're, if they make one, I bet you it's going to be a, basically a two series. And I'm calling that right now. My five dollars are on the table. You heard it here first on horsepower and pizza. I think the next Supra nice may be We're going to break this two, story. A two, a two series. We're going to break this story if that now, is the case. That's I believe you. Wants. That's what everybody wants. They're going to put cloth in it. They're going to put a shittier interior in it than a, a two series, obviously, better than a uh, FRS, I hope, thinks garbage. But. Um, I, I hope they do, because then that. And honestly, 
They're going to put the N20 in. It's going to have 198 horsepower and 178 pound-feet of torque. And people open, will yeah. Subaru let that happen, though? Because if you look at the FRS, everything is Subaru badged, much like and if they, you they, look they, at the actually, Toyota, everything is BMW badged. They have to build a completely new car. It would never be, it wouldn't even remotely. saying they're going to do the same thing. So instead, of, instead of them collaborating with BMW on another car, let's, let's play a little game of who will Toyota collab with next? Mm, so they got, they got BMW already. I don't know. They, they already, got Subaru who, already. Pagani. Who's, who's rumored on that? The rumor um, New MR2 reboot. Subaru. Subaru. Toyota that's what Subaru, I thought. Yep. Yeah. What? Really? There's a, it's a rumor. There's two concepts. The, the, the yellow render that you said, it looks like a BRZ. Like a it, mid-engine BRZ. It literally BRZ. looks like a, a more stout. Uh, that's the FRS and took the auto sign. It was kid looked like a fucking Urus. Yep, that was amazing. It was lifted with big wheels, like like off road yeah. wheels. It would look just like a Lamborghini Urus. Yes, yeah, so for the record, it? if you're listening, it was an this, FRS. No and they shit. and they took the the uh, the Urus front end design and the Urus uh, back end um, design and so they I just slapped just it, completely off wrapped it on. But um, I think that that's I mean, and what's really frustrating me here is thinking about uh, the fact that you have Toyota. In all their spirited, fun cars... Can you name some? They're not making it... Ooh, Joe. That's that's harsh. I mean, the, the FRS is spirited. I'm that's saying non-collab. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's the point I'm making. Toyota is, makes very clinical so cars. The, the Toyota, we sell minivans. So Toyota, right? For Toyota, minivans. They collaborated with Subaru for the BRZ, and they collaborated with BMW for the, for the Supra for both of their high-performance cars. Right, isn't that frustrating? You say that louder. You can't Toyota can't build shit. sports cars. shareholders, yeah. let's go. Toyota <laughs> can't build sports cars anymore. So, I mean, that's kind of frustrating. They used to build the best cars. Look at like think about how many cars Toyota made in the 90s. The Supra, the S, the Chaser, the Chaser, the Celica. Uh, the Celica. I say a Celica can be a sports car. The MR2, the uh Yeah, that's right, uh, RJ. Give me the, RJ's giving me the stink eye about the Celica. I'm forgetting another rear wheel drive Toyota. Uh it's a it's a big car. Uh Mark 2, well, the President. Yeah, if you, much, if you get into Japan especially. Well, I was just saying, Toyota used to make a ton of really cool rear-wheel drive or just sporty cars. They don't make any of them anymore. I mean, you can look at the Lexus RC line, IS line, which are okay. Still uh, on that Grand Tour line. They're not a, they're a sports car. Well, ISF, RCF, LSF. Are we, are we still... LS5, don't LS5. even get me started on why I think if you're buying an RCF, you should be buying a base Corvette. How much more do we have on the Supra? Because I have, I have a, a those are I different throw. people. I, I want to throw something sure. in here real quick. Did you guys see Base the, Corvette has a mullet? Uh, the G R M N Camry that they're coming out with. No, no, but I love new Camrys. You ready? The G R M N Camry is going to be a JDM only, and this kind of goes against the point that I actually just made until I thought of this. <laughs> it is going to be a V six manual rear wheel drive. Camry. That was like three quarters of the words I need. Er, <laughs> yes, Camry. Right? Blair's hot yeah. and bothered. I'm sorry. I almost thought it was a Corolla. I was like, whoa. He's like, manual. Oh, rear wheel drive. But it comes with. Oh. So, like, I'm going off of CarBuzz's. Uh, CarBuzz's, their article right now. 350 are going to be made. All right, well, it, then stop. That's what you say. It's a special production car. Right, but it proves that they can do it. It proves the point that Toyota, when given the time and resources, can do it. But why aren't they? Because there's, they it's don't. It's not profitable. The cost, the cost to produce enough volume to sell that car legitimately is very high. And I love the world headlights. Um, can we take a me. minute to appreciate that Shannon's sitting over here on the couch sending us memes as we're recording <laughs> this? You don't have 
a two-finger scroll. No, no, uh, it's, what, it's on that side. Man, this thing's ancient. It's an Alienware, bro. What do you want me to do? We ain't got drivers for better that. Better one? It's, it's like seven years old and it's still kicking, so. You can we, can always, right we can always count on RJ to bring in black roof, really black car. strange cars and completely interrupt everything that we have going here. So it's <laughs> NA, it makes 313 horsepower, and it makes 280 pound-feet of torque. And it's essentially Toyota's version of the new Genesis that's coming out. It's but a Camry. It proves it's Guess quicker who drives than your a Camry. Is it rear? Or front my grandmother. It's rear wheel drive. Also, my girlfriend. Yes, but rear wheel drive. What she also has a two hundred and forty that she slots. So what, it's okay. what is in this to make this rear wheel drive? But once again, one of those things where it's a little. Out. That's what I was gonna ask. Why is it what's special? In it Did you say it's front wheel drive? RJ, what makes it? What's that makes it rear wheel drive? It's IS two fifty based. Yeah. Do we have anything else to say to the Supra or? I'm sure we can talk about it for the next hour. I'm sure, but all right. So let's cover something else. I want to okay. talk about speed and performance. So they're saying 4.1 to 60, which currently is not in the the hyper cool. I run the streets sub four second that everybody wants and craves right now. Because anything sub three or uh, sub four second is the the bar right now, and anything sub three is hypercar, very fast supercar territory. I think Models. the under three club is like twenty cars or less. <coughs> By that, <coughs> but I'm saying go home. I think I think it'll have home. I think it'll have plenty of performance for the price invested. Yeah. I think it'll be a good handling car. I think the chassis will be there. It's gonna be well balanced. Is the thing. Nothing is out of proportion. I Nothing said is this in the beginning. It's about gonna be fifty fifty. I mean, that really doesn't matter. You're saying they might have designed a really nice car. Balance. Here. Yeah, balance, but I mean, hell, if you, I mean, if you want to get technical, I would rather some front bias, especially for a road car, because it'll understeer before it'll Shut oversteer up, and send Audi. you into no, a... No, no. Oversteer you can manage. Understeer is terrifying. Floor it. <laughs> understeer Stay in, in all-wheel drive no, cars no, is no, really... How all... <laughs> Let her eat. Understeer in all-wheel drive cars is, is, was, was a big deal, like, late 90s, early 2000s, but modern, and almost in the 2020s at this point, modern all-wheel drive systems are excellent. Yeah. Well, they also got smarter, because they're like, oh, if we... Dump power to the inside rear wheel will like shove the rear of the car. Yeah, like and it, like you get trick diffs, you get good computers in the old yeah. dresses. Like like everyone used to like I saw would drive the big heavy understeer. Modern Audis don't really do it anymore. They really don't. No, I remember I, driving. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with that because I believe one was it Motor Trend just did a lap of the year like best drive best drivers car is what it was, and they pinned the new RS5 which also is exuberantly expensive like 105 G's which I don't agree with. But the RS5, they said it still is plagued with the old school Audi. I put the engine on top of the front axle and it doesn't, it, it dives. It's got a lot of front weight. The new one, I think it's 6139. Well, that's what I'm it's looking up, right? Well, well, also, okay, the new TTRS, which is $65,000, and the TTRS is supercar. It's, by the way, RS5 starts at 70. So oh, it's not so going to be. Have that. Okay, because no, you're into S6. You, and you said too. lap times or lap of Compare. the year. This, this made me think of this because i was reading this last night toyota has not had this car on the ring yet which is like the standard for sports cars as we know they're they're saying that the ring they're saying that it could put down their toyota's guaranteeing somewhere between a 740 and a 750 on the ring they haven't had it there yet well they actually have yo isn't that what's what's the uh 740 is like i'm pretty sure the ZL1 1LE no. ran like a 742. No, it, oh, no. it, it ran. Like a, it ran like a. I swear to God, if a Supra comes anywhere near a ZL1 1LE, I'm, I am I'm wrong. denouncing Chevrolet. Throw it in the garbage. 
right, up the seven, ringtone. At seven forty, a seven. Let's just go. Let's. Chance right, already has it. All right, a seven forty was run Ford by GT. a Veyron. Ran a seven. Nine eleven GT three nine nine seven dot two. So I can guarantee you right now a Ford GT. Not one. even close. This is going to be an eight minute lap. A, Gal- a Gallardo Superlake what's, what's ran a seven forty. A C five zero six ran a seven fifty six. That's why I think it's at right around eight minutes. What's the Civic Type R's time? Sub eight minutes. Don't shoot the messenger, homie. I just read yeah, it last actually, night. It, it, I think Corey Driver. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sub eight. Okay. Isn't the Type R the fastest front wheel drive car I've ever been yes. on the ring? Here, here's your, no, your compar- M two is going to be M two is seven fifty eight point four. So I'm ball- production. Yeah, I'm yeah. ballparking about. Yeah, I agree with Bailey. Seven forty, seven fifty, and it's it's hard with the Nurburgring. It's such a difficult track to predict predict a time because it literally is everything. You know it's elevation, it's tight corners, it's long sweepers, it's high speed. It's... Oh, this is this is the issue with it. I forgot to mention this: the long straightaway, the car, this, this, the Mark V Supra is limited to 155 miles an hour. They will need to tune the limiter every, off. Every every BMW from the factory, without the Drivers Plus package or the M Sport package, is electronically limited to 155 miles an hour. BMW openly states that when they do track events like this, like the Nurburgring runs, they remove that limiter. Well, well then it's not factory. But that's what unlimited. Yes, that's what is. Toyota and said. M- if you buy an M Sport package BMW, you can ha- pay about I think it's three hundred or four hundred bucks to remove the speed governor entirely. I believe this is the top. Uh, the unlimited top speed of the Supra is one hundred eighty-three. Is what I read. Uh, Which puts it on par. A four forties is one seventy-seven. An M five or M fours is like one hundred ninety flat. Uh, let's so remember, I'm going through. I'm just going through some ring times just for comparison. Hold on, 200 horsepower, or I'm sorry, 200 miles per hour is a harder bench than a lot of people realize. It is difficult to get a car to go 200 miles an hour. Can I can I share one of my favorite stories once again involving our Lord and Savior in a horse powered vehicle? Oh sweet Christ! So the C6 Z06, they wanted that to be a 200 horsepower or 200 mile an hour car in the worst way. So they tried over and over and over again, and they kept getting 198. 199, 198, 197, 199, and they couldn't do it. To literally get themselves over the hump, they took painter's tape, painted over the hood scoop in the front, the painted over the headlights, and or uh, uh, taped gaps. over the, there and all the gaps, and took the mirrors off, and it got them to 200 miles an hour. So, like, it's just literally that. A 500 Drag horsepower is car, real, folks. 500 horsepower car that is 3,200 pounds can barely get there. So, I mean, it, yeah. Hey, that's that's can we just real quick for a second? Um, in the Civic Type R, we're talking about every times, was 7 minutes 43 seconds. Where do you see that? Awesome. It went faster than a Zonda S. Faster than SLS AMG. That's retarded. Faster than a 911 GT2, the original, the old one. Faster that's than it's, that's faster than a super leg Gallardo. I don't see that. that it's, it's which it's, is it the Euro no. Type R or US Type FKA R? FKA Civic Type R, April twenty seventeen. Yo, official test conducted by Honda front wheel front wheel drive lab. Uh, front wheel I'm drive just saying that driver had some good ass coffee that morning. I that see. is as fast as a nine eleven GD three RS, the nine nine seven. That is as oh, and is a one second slower than a C six Z six front wheel drive and car. Say, and I'll say it's a front wheel drive. But you can buy Honda. You can buy yeah. 30, it's a Honda. Honda. It's a thirty five thousand dollar car that outran hundred thousand dollars. But I have to say, let's, let's, okay, let's stay focused because now we're just shouting about the Nurburgring. Pagani. But I really think the Super will be faster than its numbers believe, whereas the FRS is slower than its numbers lead to believe. A Super will be faster than the numbers say. A BMW historically has underrated their engine. So, uh, a M4, the new M4 with the turbocharged six, 
uh, factory power rating was like 430 or 430 something. Mm -hmm. People were putting them on the dyno and getting bone stock California days, like 70 degree days. We're putting out about 430. Yeah. To the wheel, mm -hmm. which implies that the horsepower, horsepower is higher. BMW always the underrates their numbers, though. I always, I believe that the new Super will probably put on a dyno, easily put three thirty down and three sixty torque what to dyno? the wheel. Yeah. Well, you, if you start to look at, if you start to look at heartbreaker, think about it this way. I don't know about a heartbreaker. Maybe a dyno jet, but you know, like if you if you look at this, obviously we know that you know what is it, BMW makes forty more horsepower, right? The M2? No, 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 the, the Z4. Compared no, to the I Supra. was talking, I don't know what the it Z4 makes is. So everybody the, says... The Z, you, were, you guys were comparing it to the M2. The M2 makes like 375. So time. the article that I read, the, the one, one that I referenced earlier in reference, that was talking the about the manual M2. transmission that they might put it in, at the end of the article, he said, the six-cylinder Z4 makes 382 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. So The M2 makes 405 like, horsepower. Yeah. So we know uh, that I thought it, it made that's some three seventy five. Have you ever heard of? Well, we know it's going to make the power. So all it is is a tune, and if it's you know is that, that difference is a tune. tune. Are you do, sort of a tune? Do you, they probably you, limited it to keep it under. So the So let's BMW. go back. N fifty four was BMW's twin turbo inline six that was popular in the one thirty five and three thirty five E ninety generation bodies. Yeah, I know. Right. I was. They yeah. upgraded in the 335IS and the 135IS with the debut of the N55 engine, which went from a dual or a twin turbo to single turbo. Mm -hmm. This engine had an overboost function. So if the motor was hot, the engine oil temperature was hot, and you were pulling through a gear, it would electronically change the wastegate and allow it to put out 370 horsepower instead of 330 for up to like seven or eight seconds when it backed it off. And it would never do it constantly. It was based on cooling and everything yeah. like that. Conditions had to be right. Conditions had to be right. I believe that the new Supra does not have the overboost function, but the Z4 likely does. Mm. That's the difference. So it's the same engine. It's just the electronically controlled wastegate, which is just a tune away. But that's why the number is so different. Right. Can we? Uh, I just want to. I just look this up here with Bailey. A new 2019 M2 is $59,000 starting in a manual. Okay. And they make 405 okay. horsepower. I was wrong. horsepower out of the box. I was looking at the 2017, which how, makes yeah, 365. How much does the new Super weigh? How much does the new Super 32, weigh? 32, 33? 30, 34. It was 33. I thought it was 34, 35. Yeah. Either, okay. either way, we're all in that box. Right, so yeah, yeah. the M2 weighs 3,600 flat. So it's not that much heavier than the, the Super is. No, but that's all Fender. <laughs> uh, and also, you keep in mind, the Supra is still $50,000. It is 3392 So 3,400 pounds with no options also. The options, I think, are an important thing to consider about the Supra, too. Why? Because the stock wheels look like, look like ass. And They're 19s. Not if you don't get enough for 49.9, it isn't. They're all 19s. No, I'm pretty sure you have to get the bigger wheels than the packages. I, 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 remember reading I didn't read article. the packages, I'll be dead honest. I think we should have researched this. Um, <laughs> well, so now we're, you know, you're making an argument. You're in that fifty to $60,000 territory. If I handed you $55,000 right now, are you buying a Supra? No. Ooh, $55,000. I'm, I'm not buying one. I'm buying 35 liter 240s. <laughs> <laughs> All with different engines. Uh, see, like, like, the M2 is one of my favorite cars on sale from BMW today. I really but, like the M2. For four hundred and five horsepower for fifty nine grand, 
I would never buy I mean, I'm going to be that super. guy. If you handed me 55 grand, I'm not buying a super because I have better things to do with my money right now. If I had 50000 of my own dollars, the likelihood of me buying a super is incredibly high. All right, so I give you $50,000. You could only spend this money on a car. One. One car. One you car. can buy one car. So I can't pull a Joe and buy 12. It has, to be, it has to be from this year, brand new, and not wrecked. I would, I would buy the Supra because it's available in yellow. That's oh my boom. God. Big, Big reveal. reveal. <laughs> uh, it's gorgeous. I just, it doesn't. It doesn't get my jimmies all in a bunch. Like I'm not, I'm not doing backflips over the fact that they. Well, released what does? It. Uh, so I know it's more, uh, slightly more expensive. I'm not buying an M2. If I had the money, I would love an M2 comp because that M2 comp is just a step far enough ahead. Fifty-five grand. We're limited here, bud. What's but what does an M2 comp run? It's not that much more expensive. And if it is, I am sorely sorry because. But you know what I mean. I I just don't think for fifty-five. An M2 comp is a base price of fifty eight nine. I'm buying an M2 okay. comp. Okay, I'm. I'm if I, if I, you're buying an M2 comp for fifty eight grand, are you aware of the base price of a C7 Corvette? Fifty five yeah. nine. Oh, I'm buying an M2 comp. The only way I would ever get a wait. Did RJ Kreisoff just say he is buying a BMW over a Ladies and gentlemen, Corvette. the jury is out. We RJ no it is going to snow. But the M2 comp is almost seventy thousand dollars for an M2 comp. Not used. When it goes for on sale this July, this is coming from BMW blog. The 2019 BMW M2 competition will have a base price of $58,900. No way. $900. Can I ask a really dumb question? Is that pounds? It is, should not. No, this is from Car and Driver. The BMW M2 competition starts at 398 when it replaces what? the regular M2 this summer. That's uh, wild. Yeah, so that's got the M4 engine. So it kind of sounds like ass, but I just drove my friend's M2, M3 competition and that bitch is rowdy. It rips. So much fun. I got so I mean, in the it, you know, now it I mean, rips. now now you're in that price range of okay, yeah, you get the super moniker and you get all this other stuff, but I get a proven engine of a shit ton of horsepower. Not that I would, because it would just spin like a top. Fifty eight's proven too. Yeah, but I mean, to me, I just think that it's not <clears throat> special enough to garner that. Now, you know, you start back if they had a base, 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 base model at forty two. 43 at low 40s and your okay version was 50 okay well then you have price bracketing in a good enough spacing that people will say oh my god i'm not spending all that extra money on a z4 which i think the z4 is stupid anyway just buy yourself like an m2 or an m3 or an m4 but you know you have that price bracketing now where it is competitive it does fit in the toyota price bracketry instead of fifty thousand dollars for a slightly beefed up i mean i understand it's all new but slightly beefed up brz frs i'll just do what i did with my brz i wanted that car so bad when it came out and i was 17 years old couldn't afford 25 28 grand mm -hmm. so i waited for the third model year to come out went and bought a first model year certified pre-owned for half price yeah and i think that's what a lot of especially kids who can't afford it right now it's the same way with there was an article that was written about the hellcat right the hellcat the mean, never mind well, the third owner is the owner that you have to worry about, right? The first owner is the guy who because can the afford The third it. owner is you. Well, exactly. <laughs> so the first owner is the person who goes out and wants it right away and wants to have the moniker. And they don't care if they lose money on it and buy the price premium, right? The second owner is the guy who could not afford it at first, right? He waited for them. Waited for it to drop down like you just said. Right. That's where Bailey that. and I sit in the supervisor's exactly. right. bracket. And then you have the third level of people who... Couldn't afford it at all. They find a thrashed one for Buy thirty-five for grand. Buy it for life. 
Moen. <laughs> That's the third article. Uh, hey, if you want to sponsor us, I need some new fixtures. So, Moen, yeah, shout yeah, out. We're tagging too, you. <laughs> um, Moen did real good on the shower head we just put in my girlfriend's house. Things are great. Uh, but, like, to me, I think that it's going to be the same way. A lot of people are going to wait on this. And if you don't have people buying them outright, they're not going to keep making them. Then they're, they're going to hold their value because they're going to be rare. rare. He did and, air quotes there. Air quotes, rare. Yeah. Because, I mean, even even things that we're talking we talk about Zillow, it's got the same problem the RS Civic Type R did whenever they came out, is they were upcharging the shit out of them because they weren't, they, the supply was low. No, no. The, but will demand be as high as you think it is? No. I, I don't agree with that because while the RS did have markup and the Hellcat did have markup, there were buyers beating down the doors to get them. And I do not think that's going to happen with the Supra. And that's yeah. the problem. The people that want the Supra really bad are buyer number two. Hold on like, a second. Really there's definitely, I think there's definitely people that have the money that are ready to gamble. It's like, I think this car can be awesome. Like, especially if you're a big BMW fanboy, like Bailey here. Well, here's Blair. the thing. So uh, you just, like, you're just going to say, you know what? I, and you also, I'm gonna, there's just people like, I want to be one of the first people to have this car. I think it's going to be good. Just going to buy one. And I. Driving reviews are going to tell a lot. I agree. Um, I think I think they're really important. And again, I, I, I always I still firmly believe if you buy a brand new Supra, you have to be ready to modify it the second it comes off the lot. In my opinion, I, well, I, you call me call me say I'm an idiot for this. Until you find grandma. Now here's who likes the thing with cool. Chance said, the people that want this are, they might have the money to do it right now and like they're ready to gamble with it. And Chance even asked me this at breakfast this morning. Am I serious about going to trade the 435 in one one? And I didn't give him, like, a straight answer. I'd be serious. Like, I would consider doing it. But it's one of those things where, like, I could afford to do it. But at 23 years old, do I really want to? I no. I have a house. I have a daily driver. So, like Blair said, it's not going to be my only car. I only have that 435, like, yeah. eight months at this point. Something like that. And this isn't targeted for you anyway. No. Like, this car I isn't targeted for it, you. I love this Supra, but I don't... This is a I, late I, 20s, I, early I afford, 30s car. Yes, I could afford to do it, but at 23 years old, I have more important things to spend my money I on, like Blair said. I, I also don't. personally <laughs> feel like the first buyers... I'm irresponsible. I feel like the first buyers of the Supra... Yeah are the ones that are not gonna that are gonna sell it in a year or two. The people that are gonna buy a super like hot off the press, I don't necessarily see as the buyer that are gonna keep long term. Now I'm not or, saying what they're gonna they're gonna lease them. Is no. this an is this an investment? No. No. Right. no. Not at all. No. Not okay. an investment. All right. It's that an investment like a four thirty is an investment. It's not. You know what? Yeah. Also, uh, listen can, though. Hold on. Let me finish my talk. Go ahead. You're, 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 you're gonna love this though. No, because this has gonna, to do with the investment. I'm gonna love this in two seconds. You when might, I'm, okay. You might be able to make the same point. You guys but like, just yeah, this is FRS related. If you go buy a super hot off the press, I'm not saying you're not gonna keep it for a while, but you will get rid of it. Nobody's buying this as a heritage car. Nobody's buying this. To keep low miles and keep in their garage and keep prestige, they can sell in ten years. Nobody's buying this car to try. keep it until they die. There's definitely you some get... boomers out there trying to keep this as a hold on. But car. you know what I'm saying? For fifty thousand, fifty-five thousand dollars, you could go buy a Mark IV Supra. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's though. freaking mint. I wouldn't. Oh, I may. See, I... that's that's another problem. If you, you're, like, that's another weird thing to think about. It's like, well, man, the new Supra's out. Like, okay, it has a yeah, warranty. Yeah, but if I, if I spend fifty-five grand on a Mark IV Supra, it's already modified. It's already right. and yeah, it's already faster it, than the new one. That's making eight hundred. Because <laughs> because it's a heritage car, and the way that I drive things and put miles on things, I would feel bad putting 
a shitload of miles on it like I tend to do with cars because when I purchase a vehicle, I purchase it to drive it. Well, yeah. Two th I mean, here's the thing. Two things about well, the one. All of us do that except for Chance. Yeah, but let me, let me make my <laughs> investment point. You said this is not an investment car. Neither is the FRS. And I know someone that was in our inner circle of FRS BRZ friends that bought a 2014, the Polar White or whatever the hell the FRS was. And he like... He leased it and then bought it out at the end of the lease, and he's like, "Boy, I can't think of a worse financial decision you know, he's leasing like, and then buying out an oh, FRS." It was like he spent—I forget what his lease payment was—and then Toyota wanted like, or Scion, whatever, wanted like, damn near thirty grand to buy out the lease at the end of it. I was like, "What the?" Like, I don't know. I'm sure I don't know what his credit situation, and everything was. It's not I'll, my I'll give business. you a secret. Hey, can I? <laughs> Can I can I help you guys out for but a second? He, just to he give you... said I'm never selling that car because I guess 14 was the last Sorry. year that he said they stopped offering that color with that with the red stitching in the interior and stuff. And I'm it's like, not, dude, it's rare it's, color. It's, I was like, it's rare color. It's an FRS at the end of the rare day. Rare like, color screams the shit. ant. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. So for fifty-two thousand American dollars, I can get a. 95 Mark IV Supra. That doesn't look That good. is a seven-second car with a fully built, like, top-to-bottom 2J, dry sump, billet block. Holy Jesus God. For 52 grand. <coughs> I want to know and what if that you're thinking and you're telling going me, out and buying and, a friggin'... And you're telling me that you can get in that car and drive it... No, no, but it's an example. Have you ever heard a 2J cold start? The point he's trying to make, you, you can drive go your buy, Supra to work. You, ain't driving you that can go Supra. buy a 600 horsepower, comfortably built Supra with the same amount of money. You're not the people that are going to do that are in a different. It's, they're not going to cross over. It's over. different, market, it's yeah. different yeah. strokes because but if you're buying that it because is, you want a Supra versus right. a new one. Or a Listen, Supra. that is a Houston Highway car, though. That is a car that Houston you take Iowa. to Texas. That's a Texas 2K car. Mexico Highway. No, we mean Mexico. No, but listen, that is that is a track car. That is a track car. That is a highway car. I my favorite car is a parachute. Yes. Okay. <laughs> my favorite yeah, form of driving is Are going like, out, going out back roads or out in the hills, out in the mountains, and thrashing cars. The BRZ was perfect They're for it because it's cars. underpowered and you beat the living shit out of it. And like Joe is saying, they are different cars. But I would. It's different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I would much rather spend my fifty-five grand on a Mark V and take it out and drive it like I drive my four thirty-five out in the hills and the go boonies. go do yeah go I do twisties to yeah. Mexico. I think it's no, too I, much. I'm money. going to Canada at that point. But it's too much money for not enough car. That's where my head's at. And that's why I'm gonna buy, buy a base model vet for fifty-two thousand dollars. But that's you fifty-five nine hundred. Fifty-five thousand dollars. Buy yourself a vet. Have the six speed, thrash that on everything. Go to AutoZone, pick up your parts. Don't be pissed off that you have to buy a BMW oil filter and have a BMW oil filter. I, I personally feel that we're going to have to have another one of these. When but they yeah, drive it, yeah. I, I, in six months. Well, no, but again, that was my, this is my, can you just back to what I was saying earlier? The, the new Supra, for it to have the effect, people have to buy it and then it's like, this thing can become an absolute monster. This can embarrass every car in the street. No, it's not going to do it stock because it, it would be too much money to do it stock. Does that happen with any of the BMW versions? 
Yes. Uh, really? M oh my god. M4. TPG built the world's fastest M4 last year. Hold on a two second. years Stop. ago. And you know the and you know the problem with it? And that whole the fucking M4 crank problem. pulley walks off the bottom of the motor unless you redo it. The motor can't act okay, I understand that if they built the fast one, but they can't be faster than other cars because the motor I'm just apart. saying if Can you we... go pick up a four forty right now, stock everything like intake filter like and barely. that's it. Yeah, you you can literally make 40 or 50 horsepower stock. If you and I are doing, which we likely do, secondary catalyst, like downpipe, secondary catalyst, upgraded intercooler, and think, I'm saying you're easy getting 115 horsepower out of that motor. Well, I, I, I'm so, I'm thinking like, old school, especially a sold 2J, let's just do the 2J. If, you if you're still listening, thank you. Intaking, uh, <laughs> and a front mount, like, like just fully free flowing everything, it's four horsepower car. Instantly. Well, okay. that that guy that if not more. the assistant engineer that I was reading with the six B manual and the power figures, yeah. he said something to the along the lines of it should have no issue being a five hundred horsepower motor. See, that's exactly what it has to be. That is exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. But I'm not I, I don't look at that and go now, if I, I'm waiting to see somebody... Actually, I'm going to start on that. I'm going to Photoshop some welds onto it. Because I'm curious. I don't like people really need the looks. Some of the renders in Photoshop the team were lowered with nice wheels on it. 100% oh, improves the car. 100% improves yeah. the car. Yeah, I mean, I nobody looks at the stock FRS and goes, Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> That's right, kids. Slam yo shit. <laughs> We've literally been arguing with the Supra for the last hour and 15 minutes. Right, Do you have another topic for this? Before? No, this was, this was what I wanted. So... Uh, I mean, we should probably wrap this up because if anybody is even still listening at this point. Can we do one more time, just a final all the way around the circle? If you got 55 grand, are you buying it? Yes. Okay, in Bailey's, yellow. Buying, Bailey's buying it in yellow. Probably not. Chances on the fence, probably he's saying not. no. Yes, with an asterisk. Give me a, I gotta um, drive one. Okay, so it's gonna, a, based on driving dynamics, if it's. You're buying a car killing. without test driving. Right. If it drives like no. trash, no. Joseph's not buying it. And I don't think I'm gonna buy it. If just you bought it over a Corvette, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand you. You're yeah, you, uh, RJ Kreesark, of all people, if he buys a new Subaru over a Corvette, we're immediately taking him to the hospital and you know, something is wrong. New M2 this, versus a Stingray Corvette. That's a really good, they're like almost this exact same amount of money. I'll be honest, I'm buying them too. I ain't buying a Corvette. I can hear, I can hear the vets. I can smell. I can hear it. I can <laughs> smell my dad's New Balance shoes. As someone who almost bought a C6 Corvette instead of my 435, that's, if you'd have bought that supercharged vet and we'd have rebuilt that supercharger, that, that Corvette would have literally killed everything. We, would, we would, would not be sitting here talking about this right now because I would have wrapped the fucker yeah. around a tree. No, nah. you wouldn't. Uh, well, yes, I would have. All the way. No, he would have been like, oh, it's 36 degrees out. I think we can go do a pull on 43. <laughs> in Mexico. Oh, all season, that's fine. Route 43 in Mexico. In Jefferson, Mexico. <laughs> Jefferson, Mexico. But, yeah. No, I agree. I think, like you said, it's going to be a lot on driving dynamics. You know, I think... I mean, my guy to always go to is Chris Harris. I like watching him. And I like Matt Farah. I think both of those guys have... Matt Farah won't fit in this. Ooh! <laughs> hey, if he fit in a Focus RS, he can fit in this. Right, doesn't he own a fucking Countach? He gets in it he's somehow. Got, he's got to take. So how the fuck does he back it up? <laughs> he's got to. He's got to take his. Uh, he's got to take his shoes off the drive. He's a giant. Box isn't big enough because he's got thirteen. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 be real here. We we cool. should wrap this. We're up. We're wrapping this up. But I feel like in about a month, whenever it hits a lot of magazines, I'm sure Chris Harris, Shmi, maybe Doug Demuro even will look oh over God, these. Oh my God! Please no Shmi. It doesn't matter, but I'm saying people will drive it. Yeah, he did. He did. He already put down. All right, but go ahead. But in about a month, we got to come back and look at this. No dealer near us. Apparently, we know one person on Instagram that paid a deposit 
to buy one of the new ones, a launch edition, supposedly guaranteed. I mean, I don't know how true this is. I only saw it on Instagram. Can you, can you get it guaranteed? But he said build was May, delivery of vehicle was June. So we're looking at a while before they're hitting local streets. But I'm saying we got to read some magazines. I got to see some driving videos. I got to see dumb moto trend reviews. I got to see everybody's Austria. different. Zero to 60 time. They built in Austria because they built where the Z4 is built. Because they're making shocker. Because it's a BMW. But anyway, Seriously. in about a month, we'll be able to have this whole argument again. I'm so Can excited to do this? you guys again. Do you guys want to be on this like every two weeks or I'm so? Down for that, because I, I want to make this a regular thing. And at first, I wanted to do it weekly, but I'd rather do it like telling all bi-weekly. Listeners. Yeah. And I think, and I think everybody who's listening to this, obviously, you're gonna have some questions. And I think if this gets big, like I know the Smoking Tire podcast does it live with questions. We would be. We could do it. Live. I think we'd be more. It, fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, I we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I, we, if, we have to blur Joe's face. We're gonna put it on Facebook. You can put me on there. But Joe, you allowed to be on Facebook? Well, all right, let's <laughs> let's say our goodbyes. If right. you listen this far, we're very proud of you. Yeah, thank you. thank you guys. I know my boy Lucas is probably listening to this because he listens to these at work, which I love. So but, do I. Um, That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, y'all are the real MVPs. Um, new sweatshirts are actually getting dropped off at the printer this afternoon, and uh, Shannon's over here dancing on the couch because she's waiting patiently. Um, yeah. Like, subscribe, head over to the website, check things out. Um, any money that I do make on merch does go straight back into the business, the website, and minute, all of the content creation. Did you do a pizza this week? No, you didn't. Uh-oh. Nobody films for Y'all me. Y'all been called I out. didn't do one this week because I did the B58 video on Monday. Hey. How hard is it to review a pizza? Boy, so I need here's... somebody to film for <laughs> me. I have no friends. Somewhere. Also, if All you right, guys, friends. You to drive your car if you guys are listening, True. send him piece of suggestions from your local area. We will be in Detroit for the auto show. You will be in Detroit. I will be in Detroit for the auto show. So, RJ could do a guest pizza review. Yo, I'm down for a guest Somebody pizza Somebody do Let's go one. the most hood pizza place ever. The most. <laughs> <laughs> so I am out here at Sonso's Pizza. Guy. I brought my nine mil. Yeah. Um, if they don't, if they don't, if I don't have to pass the money under a window, I'm not interested. <laughs> Send me the links. All right. Also, Thank you guys so much. Okay, Blair. If we make this a weekly thing, give us suggestions. Tell Bailey what you want to hear about because we'll argue about damn near anything. Hell <laughs> yeah. All um, right, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Miller Lite for keeping my friends hydrated. Hydrated, And um, thank you, RJ, for letting us use your poem. We're going to see you. Well, we're not going to see you, but y'all are going to hear from us in about two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Build it for you.